Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie, and we just have to say, November, you did it, y'all. Here we are in December. November's done and gone. You can throw out them pumpkins if you saw pumpkins on your uh, in your decor, on your on your table, on your kitchen island, on your peninsula, whatever. I still have some pumpkins to throw away. That is on my to-do list. But you want to know what? They didn't rot. And you all know, last year, my husband forgot to throw the pumpkin out. I, I decided outdoor stuff is his domain. Didn't throw the pumpkin away. We had to actually restain our deck because of it. It's not, it's not a big deal. I'm over it. It's okay. Anyway, love-hate relationship <laughs> with pumpkins over here. Um, but here we are in December, and we made it. So well done, good and faithful servants. <laughs> Yeah, we just put our pumpkins outside. We had several on our mantle, and they all got moved outside on Thanksgiving Day so we could start putting up the rest of our Christmas. We'd already put up our tree and stuff, but, you know, now it's time to hang stockings and, you know, do a little more plantage that looks Christmassy. So we definitely put all the pumpkins outside, and I guess eventually they'll get thrown away. Um, someone will do that at some point. It's never really clarified in this house. So eventually somebody just gets sick of looking at the pumpkins and they get trashed. <laughs> there you go. And I'm, I don't know if they're good for birds or bad for birds. It feels like they'd be good for birds. So I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it's from the natural. ground. It's organic, right? <laughs> did, you, did you see that uh, retweet from Jamar Tisby that pumpkin pie during the civil rights era, they would eat it on Thanksgiving because it was one of the crops not grown on plantations. It was from small farms. So it was this abolitionist um, act to eat pumpkin pie rather than um, consume goods that were from plantations. Did you see him post about that? Well, I'm not on social media, so I definitely didn't see it. Um, But I will say that is wonderful to know because pumpkin pie is disgusting. And um, that's what makes this sad for me is that it tastes terrible. (laughs) It's truly, it has no flavor. It's like tofu with a little, it is the texture of tofu with like a little bit of flavor. Silken tofu. Yeah, it's so gross. It's like this should be creamy like creme brulee, so it would taste decent, but it is not. It's spongy and yucky. Okay. That's why I don't like it. I'm just Mm -hmm. realizing you're putting two and two together for me. Mm -hmm. Are you a tofu person? You don't strike me. No, no, no. No, no. And mostly, but just because I don't like things that they, tastes like whatever you cook it in. I don't prefer a versatile, except maybe like jicama. Like that's fine because it adds crunch. Yeah, but crunch. Oh, jicama is pure crunch. Yeah, are you great, are you an eggplant But it tastes like fan? nothing. No, no, no. I don't eat eggplant <gasps> for the same reasons. I Girl, think I think we have very gross. similar texture issues. because it, It's do, a texture thing for you sure. You know how much I love eating a wide variety of foods. And I can't, you could not force me to eat eggplant in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yep, it's gross. I've eggplant tried it many ways. Tofu, and pumpkin pie are on the no-fly list for yeah. Tiffany Bloom. No-fly list. This is not good. I have to agree with you. Oh, yeah. You, there's no – I mean, oh, eggplant. Which, uh, by the way, I'm discovering so many more Indian recipes that I like. And eggplant makes a frequent appearance center stage. And I'm like, get off the stage. We can't eat you. We can't do this. I will find your replacement. And tofu, I mean, I want to be the girl who's like, here's my tofu scramble. But I'll never be that girl because it tastes like trash absolute trash.
But can I tell you guys what I am loving? My absolute favorite thing right now is Dutch baby pancakes. We I have, have made them. no idea what that is. It's Say almost, more. it's almost like a, a souff- uh, no, it's almost like a souffle meets custard. It's very thick. Um, almost like a, like a, I don't even want to call it a pancake because it's so custardy and mm. souffle-y because you really can taste the egg, but you can taste the milk. It is so indulgent and fun. If you haven't had them, y'all go look it up. Uh, some friends had talked about how their kids begged them for them. And I'm like, oh, kid-friendly food. Tell me more. <laughs> something I can get my seven-year-old to eat because we're just, co- it's constantly like, please eat four bites of something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> please, please, child, how are you still breathing and sustained when you eat so little? Um, and my kids love it. And it, you can put, you know, blueberries or powdered sugar or lemon curd or even just maple syrup on it. And it's so good. So it's really thick. It, it fluffs up in the oven and it's something you make on the hob, make on the stove top. <laughs> Lived in England for too long, guys. The hob. I'm like, what the heck is a hob? Yeah. <laughs> make it on the stove top. Our, our English listeners will appreciate that. Um, and then with the hot pan, you just put it in the oven for 20 minutes. It's very foolproof and it comes out and it looks like you're like a, some fancy European chef and we serve it with like sausages and it's a yummy, yummy quick dinner. That's so fun. Oh, I love that you have it for dinner. We do breakfast for dinner all the time in this house. Oh, go on. It's so good and easy. It's honestly, that's what it is. It's easy. And if you don't want to battle kids, it's like the perfect to be like, let's have pancakes and bacon for dinner and everybody will eat it. And there's Mm -hmm. no complaining Mm -hmm. and it's awesome. So yeah, I love, I love breakfast for dinner. I also grew up eating like that. I mean, it was always like scrambled eggs and cheese and bacon and, um, you know, a can of biscuits, because why waste your time why making your homemade time? ones when the, the canned ones taste great. Honestly. Unless they're the luckiest biscuits in America that we both love. Thank you very much. But yes, canned biscuits. For <laughs> <laughs> I love which biscuits are you talking about? Cody, I, Cody asked me for the recipe once and I sent it and he made them and he said they turned out. Great. Oh, so I, have, I love that. <laughs> I have evidence that they turned out amazing and they were well consumed, but you're right, girl. Those canned things are just great. Come on now. I love them. And we also will order from Charleston, South Carolina, our favorite biscuits are called Callie's biscuits. And in fact, when I had, um, baby Willow last year, my best friend from literally been best friend since we were five sent us an entire box of like cheddar and chives biscuits, cinnamon oh, sugar biscuits, what? and then regular oh, biscuits. Yes. And you just freeze them and you pull them out. And let me tell you, if you've ever had some good lemon pepper salmon with a cheddar chive biscuit, oh, girl. I mean, you don't understand you guys. Oh, this is goodness. the kind of life you want to be living and yes. you don't have to spend your time making them. You just order them and it's fabulous. So I'm here for that life. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to gift myself. That is now going to be one of my future favorite things. I'm mm-hmm. very much looking. And can I, you can have them sent to you. Yes. So you can just order on Kelly's biscuits and they're delicious. Yeah. They're my favorite biscuit in Charleston and it's so good. So yeah, I highly recommend another fun shipping scenario. My mom absolutely loves pizza from uh, Chicago. And so for her birthday one year, we ordered like several frozen pizzas from um, Luminati's and just had them sent to our house. We had this deep dish, like delicious Chicago pizza shipped to our house. And then it was a yummy birthday meal. So don't pass up the opportunity to order from your favorite restaurant across the countries. (laughs) No, it's so cool. You guys, it's so, what a time to be alive. It is truly, honestly. 
<laughs> okay. So I read an article. No, this is absolutely fascinating. You are all about to learn something. Lean in folks. So this article was all about why does Chicago pizza taste so good? Mm. And why does New York pizza taste so good? Ugh. Basically they, you don't love it. Okay. So let's go back to the <laughs> Chicago pizza. Why does Chicago pizza taste so good? <laughs> so they did this deep dive and they realized it's the water, the water totally. in Chicago. It's the water. Same with yes. bagels in New York. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, you know, the, the ions in the water and mm-hmm. the particular vitamins and minerals that are, that yeah. are put in that water in that city, make the dough the way it is. And it is mm-hmm. just so delicious. So I am all, I'm all for also, you know, how much I love getting food in the mail. So it's, a good, <laughs> it's a good day. You would love this. Also speaking of water. So Larry King had, well, he, it's still here. He has a bagel shop here in Beverly Hills area and he ships in water from <gasps> New York See? to make the bagels. Girl. Yeah. So it, yes. it's really a thing. And they it's actually are thing. the only good bagel in all of Los Angeles. And I, I'm going to upset some friends here, but it is the truth that nobody makes a bagel like New York. I disagree on the pizza, but that's mostly because I prefer my bread to cheese ratio to be so much better. Um, And I just don't love, I didn't have any New York pizza except for Emma's, which is also deep dish (laughs) that I was super crazy about. So anywho, the bagels though, New York, nobody does a bacon, egg and cheese like you. And I have missed you greatly. It's a thing. So there's uh, one of our friends, he grew up in Jersey and he would just 45 minutes outside of New York city. And, uh, he has been here for quite a while and his family, they're putting down roots here. He's a lawyer in Seattle. And he's like, oh yeah, bagels. Like when my dad comes to visit, he brings bagels with him. He's like, no, there's nothing. Like I've never, ever, ever found a bagel, like, like a New York bagel. Yes. He swears by it. I mean, oh, it's the truth. Uh, y'all, I'm sure truth. you can get bagels sent to you too. If you Google you that, probably I know can. Like- <laughs> or you can just come to LA and eat Larry King's bagels. There you go. There you go. You know what? I'm, I'm not a bagel person. I have to throw I believe there. you. I wasn't either until New York, to be honest. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I don't really eat them except when we do, you know, like when we moved to New York, then it be- just became a regular thing. Um, like for example, you would love this, Tiffany, there's a French toast bagel and okay. it's just like okay. full of cinnamon okay. sugar and then you get cream cheese and hot bacon inside of it. Stop it. And listen, you have never had a bagel that would make your head spin like that. It is what? so good. You guys. So I'm telling you me neither until New York. And then I was okay. like, yep, I'm a bagel person. I like this. You can do it. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they perfected that here in the PNW. <laughs> yeah, so um, that makes sense. we'll stick to our coffee yes. and chocolate. And we That's love you for it. And yes, you welcome us of the world for the way we make coffee a common. Yeah, common nobody thing at the does table. it better. I mean, a cup of coffee in the Pacific Northwest is like it is it's superior. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, it's it one hundred percent is. <laughs> it really is something fancy. Um, you want to know what though? When I'm in the middle of nowhere, I mean, you and I have been in some random cities for speaking engagements, and for the sure. only thing is a Starbucks and that Chonga bagel. It might be the only thing we eat all day. Oh my gosh! So what is sometimes, it? Sometimes, sometimes it's it a Chonga bagel. You know, the, what is it? The cheese onion bagel. Oh, the Chonga bagel from Starbucks. Look at that. I've never had it. Yeah. It's got that bagel seasoning on it. Anyway, when you're, when you don't have anything else, that's my, it's also (laughs) listeners. It's also the cheapest thing on the menu. That's another, it's a dollar. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, I will, I love their sausage, egg and cheddar biscuit, like, or their little McMuffin thing. It's so good. Yeah, I'm it's a really fan. not bad. Are you into yeah. the egg bites or does that fall under the egg? Yes, oh, we you, love yeah. them. 
Okay, yeah, I don't I get some shipped to our house them. all the time. I love them. They're good. So I don't have a microwave. So it is such a treat Same. to get the egg bites because when you buy them at like Costco or whatever, you have to have a microwave to make them. Oh, you can and do them so- in the oven. We do them in the oven here all the time. The egg you bites? Just pop <gasps> them in. Yeah, just pop them in there. Oh, or if you have a little toaster totally oven. Gonna, no, I don't have any of those things. You know yeah, me, Dutch it, oven or bus. I have nothing oven. else. Right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you so guys, good. I'm going to do it. Yeah. They're so easy and fast. Exactly. It's like the best breakfast ever. And it's quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to circle back to this. Y'all, I know y'all like egg bites. It's a thing. It's, it, so I feel good. like they hit the market and everyone's like, this is a great way to get like stinking 11 grams of protein in. Yeah. It's fast. They're it's so easy. good. All right. Well, I love now, them. You know, the things we like from Starbucks, you know, where to get your bagels, your mm-hmm. pizza and your mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any, you know what you guys own down in LA y'all, y'all led the way with cold pressed juice. Y'all led the way. That make, which makes perfect sense here. Honestly, it makes perfect sense. It's very true. I'm sitting here as a matter of fact, drinking a greens three from pressed juicery as we speak. I love it. But we, we also got a juicer. My friend Kat, um, recommended one on Amazon that was like $65 and you guys, oh, wow, that's had, a great deal. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. And then we also started getting a weekly shipment. There is an organization called imperfect foods Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. it saves like all this water and energy. Like it's very good for the environment and for supply chains and all these different things. You can purchase like surplus, you know, agricultural items. Like we love it. And also you can buy steak or, you know, chicken, whatever you want. And so we get a box of fresh produce and some meats and some cheeses every Tuesday. And, um, then we started just like doing juices at home. So that has become one of my favorite rituals. Like I just enjoy putting, putting together some, some delicious veggies and some apple and lemon and enjoying a juice at home. So that keeps me from buying them, even though they're pretty cheap at fresh juicery, like they're, they're totally affordable, you know, for green juice anyway, Mm -hmm. because they can be like 10 bucks a pop. And these can be like five or $6, depending on if they're doing any deals, Yeah, but I love it. I love fresh green juice. It's so yummy. Oh, so yummy. So I just have to say, I, Ashley has turned me on to press juicery and I'm obsessed and they sell them at our whole foods and they just raised the prices on all of them by a dollar. And I'm like, I'm still going to do it when it's on, when it's on sale, but yes, I couldn't believe, but I'm like, they're in demand. They're in demand. They're always sold out. It's so stinking delicious. They come at Tuesday at noon. I know the shipment day that they get. You're like lined up at the Whole Foods. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. When I see that juice cart coming around with all the fresh juices, I'm like, oh, yes. what's on that? What do you get on there? I see a pressed juicery box. That oh, is one of so my good. favorite things. That is something that has, I don't think I've ever discovered anything that can perk you up within a few minutes, like a, like a cold pressed juice. Nothing mm-hmm. can just like awaken your senses and just make you feel awake and raring to go like a pressed juice. It's amazing. It truly blows my mind. I'm so with yummy. you completely. Favorite thing right there. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like we've covered all things food on our favorite things. What are some other things that you are loving? Okay. Okay. So anthropology had a black Friday. Well, honestly, it was the whole weekend. It's still actually happening now as we, at the time of this recording, it's happening and they did a 30% off of everything, including all of their sales. And I've just started to love anthropology as a place that I like to shop anyway. Um, but I love their candles, you guys, and they're, they're more expensive. I love volcano. Cody can't stand the smell. So (gasps) I get one that I can put it like somewhere else in my room or something when he's not in there but all their candles went on sale. So all of their like fur candles, they're like everything that just smells like pine and eucalyptus and Mm. all things holiday. So we went 
then over the weekend and just loaded up on candles. <laughs> and that is for sure. One of my favorite things. It's a small thing. I think I've talked about this year before when we've talked about like, what are some rituals that can kind of help you in your day? And that's definitely one of Cody's. We have a couple of taper candles. I get them at the Hobby Lobby girl because oh. they cheap and they pretty. Ooh. So we just get taper candles and we have them kind of all over the house, but several on the mantle. And after the kids go down at seven, then he goes through the house lighting candles. And that's kind of our nightly ritual. Even if we're just going to sit down in front of the TV and eat a frozen pizza, you know, like it's still, that's sort of our transition from day to night and just sort of sets the tone. And I think a good candle is a mood lifter. I know everybody Mm -hmm. probably doesn't feel that way, but I love it. It it feels like a mood booster. I'll even light them sometimes during the day while I work um, because it just feels like you know, a little treat. <laughs> and I used to when be the you kind of write, who wouldn't light them, but now when you I'll light write, them. <laughs> do you light a candle? I, I light a candle when I write. Do you do that? You know what? It depends. I feel like over the last couple of, you know, I don't have very much because I think because our kids are so little, I don't have very much like sacred carved out writing time. Mm. So for the last like seven years, I've just had to write as I could. And so that may look like a whole bunch of different things, but lighting a candle hasn't typically been part of my writing ritual, but it used to be, you know, like when I was, um, a lot younger and also when I like had set aside creative time, instead of like, Ooh, I've got 20 minutes here. I got 30 minutes there. I got 10 minutes here and I'll just sit down and write really quickly. Um, so I think when it was more ritualistic that way, I definitely like to light a candle. It seemed to spur on some creativity. Oh, I love it. Okay. I just love that you went there with candles because I want to take five and talk about this. There is data on this, Ashley, about I how candles it. affect the mind, how they calm you down, that you, you slow your breathing. I mean, there is the research on it. And when you think of huga, you know, that is it, it's Swedish, right? That yes, yeah, Swedish, um, Swedish way of relaxing huga, H-Y-G-G-E. And it's, I, I've read so many books on this of just the idea of um, slow living and just taking time to rest and the lighting of the candles and they don't even do scented candles. They just, there's the presence of a candle Mm. and even just for your eyes, how pleasant that is to see the flame dance. Um, And I was the girl who you guys, I would buy nice candles or, or save up gift cards um, for a Volispa candle or a a volcano candle from anthropology. And then I wouldn't light it because it was so nice. Right. Totally. That used to be me too. Yeah. And now now that I have children and have so few nice delights, things, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so few delights in this life. Yes, absolutely. They killed my spirit on food, any nice for things, sure. Anywhere we go, they, wasting they, time, yeah. sleeping in. Yes, like, come on, those days are done. Every good thing, yeah. <laughs> but candles, they can't destroy that as long exactly. as they're high. So, I mean, and even you know what is so funny? I went and looked at inside of my candle the other day, and my kid had taken a pencil to it and just destroyed the inside of the wax, and then took That's a marker happened to me over before that. Too, sis. <laughs> so funny so i'm like but you want to know what it still smells pretty so i'll take that i'm like once i light that again you won't even notice exactly it'll Um, melt down it'll just melt down (laughs) so i i am just i have obviously gotten over that and i like the dang thing and i've gone through i've gone through candles at quite a rate that i never knew i could because again i was saving them up and only lighting them you know once a week and now we light Mm -hmm. them every day and we get the big gulp ones, you know, like the big Volispa glass, um, totally glass jar ones. And I'm they're all so on sale at Anthro. Oh, you're, I know. I'm freaking you out when you told me I'm that. You. I'm kind yeah. of freaking out. I'm like, and uh, yes, people, did you hear her? Are we the most millennial women ever? We're talking oh, about for sure. food that we can get shipped to our house, juicing yes. and candles. I love who we yes. are. You got, we don't even apologize. We know who no. we are. We love who we are. This also, I used to be this poor. Is. 
And you know what? I'm not rich now, but I, there are some things that I'm like, I'm not going to live in a scarcity mindset. Get it, girl. And there are a few Tell of those people. things, whether it's, you know what? I'm going to splurge for the nice candle instead of the one at TJ Maxx that kind of has an after smell that's like goat cheese, but I'm for the nose. TJ Maxx candles, guys. You I know, do it exactly. Anymore. And I feel like, okay, I would rather, and they burn longer. Yes, it's like, it's the same thing as matters. we talked about jeans, right? Like you can buy the ones from Target and H&M, which I've done. And, you know, sometimes I still will do fabulous. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to, because that is what your budget allows. Been there so many times, yeah. even like in my thirties. So y'all look, it's, it is what it is. And then there's those times where you're like, these free people jeans are spectacular mm-hmm. and I will have them in 15 years. I was going to say, gonna they're going to last, you, you know, they're like gonna last you're going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that there are a few of those things where I'm like, okay, this is to me feels like a delight. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Just a, just a delight. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm so picky about what I do spend a lot of money on those. Few. I honestly, candles, jeans, and shoes uh, and a <laughs> real nice haircut once in a while. Cause I only get my haircut once every eight months so that yeah. I, I go for a good, good, good cut. But there you go. That is another favorite thing. Having someone else wash your hair. Y'all when they give you that head massage, I know that's totally. so simple. But when you got all this hair and somebody goes in there with that hot oil and just does an extra few minutes, I'm like, for an extra $5, will you just uh, do it? I love that it costs $5. It's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I don't even know. I feel like the last time I went in there and there was some little mask or something, it was like $40 extra in LA. Ooh, ooh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That hot oil. I'm like $5. Just get in there <laughs> yeah. get in there with the, get your little fingers in there with your fake nails on it. <laughs> get it in there. I love it. Oh, okay. Fave thing, but not fave thing, but makes me laugh. Fave thing. And you have shared this with me, Ashley, y'all we're bringing this something, a private conversation out into the light is how much you laugh of the conversations you overhear at the salon. Yeah, because absolutely, I am exposed to things I would have never thought of them never popped into my brain. Yeah, here I am hearing these things, and I cannot help but laugh. But good thing I got a mask on because nobody can see what I'm laughing about yeah. <laughs> or see how hard I'm, or just deep breathing so I don't laugh too hard that they know that I'm laughing at them of what I'm hearing. But sometimes free entertainment, just all I have to say, that is one of my favorite things. Free I mean, listen at the gym. And at the hair shop, you are going to be hearing conversations about things. It's just like people let their guard down when they're getting their hair done or working out with their friend or with a trainer. I feel like it's like, you know, it's not free therapy, but it's like (laughs) I'm getting a service and I'm having a little therapy session. So I feel like people just share. And I love joining in those crazy conversations and laughing with people. And I believe that you would. Yeah, it's I think it's the best. It kind of reminds me of my restaurant days, like working in, you know, waiting tables for so many years. And you just you bond with that staff and your runners and the chefs and the other waitresses and waiters like there's a and the host there's a like a bond that happens where you talk about things that you wouldn't talk to anybody about mm-hmm. it is the weirdest thing and i feel like that's true for you know the the beauty salon also true for the barbershop is very true for the gym so yeah i like that too i think it's really fun oh it's good stuff isn't it it's mm-hmm. such good stuff oh my it gosh is. i love it i'm here I for really it i really enjoy it Okay. Another thing that I'm loving, I am going to move on to shoes. I'm so sorry we're doing this people, but this, if this is the most on-brand conversation, then there you go. Um, I, ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, I know I have particularly wide feet post baby. I don't know if this mm. happened to anybody else. I know it often happens during pregnancy because our joints kind of loosen, but mine never seem to go back together. Meaning none of my shoes fit post baby, Mm. literally all of them I had to get rid of because I could not fit into them because my feet were wider. 
And Nike, who's notoriously uh, narrow in their shoe options, they have their Nike Daybreak, which is kind of similar to their Cortez, which is like the original Nikes. When you think of the 1970s swoosh, kind of that uh, kind of that vintagey Nike style look, originally called the Tigers back in the day, and uh, that Cortez style. And they have the new kind of like O to that is called the Daybreak, which sounds like a 50s, like a, for a 50 plus mall walker shoe name but whatever <laughs> it's fine anyway ashley i kid you not i have gotten rid of all my tennis shoes it's the only thing that i can wear for hours without my feet aching because they're so wide my reebok just i ache after a while because they're not wide mm. all these things and i you guys last night i told my husband i was like should i just get another pair in another color like so i can have something with all of it like this is who i am now like we, right. went, to a, we went to an event but you know i also just want to say i love that you can wear kicks with like a semi nice outfit and just look trendy, yep. even though you just are comfortable <laughs> for sure. I feel like you can only do that on the West coast, to be honest. Like, like I, when, when I was in New York, I felt like you, you told me, you showed me that everybody was doing that. They're wearing like cool kicks and like jeans and a nicer top. It was, a thing, I mean, right? only if they have to walk a lot, but in New York, oh. they have nice boots and nice shoes. So they're not going to be Good wearing insults, stilettos huh? while they walk around, no. but they're going to be in some nice shoes. And I think on the West coast, it's just way more chill. Like in on the East coast, you wouldn't like go to an event and like jeans, a cool t-shirt and some kicks. Like that's right. not how it works on the East coast. Um, but here but I, I feel like, right, like, like you coast. say the West coast. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so- fabulous. Oh my gosh. I am so here for it. When that fad goes out of style, I'm going to be in a world of hurt because I'm going to have to find something with some Nike insoles is what I'm saying. But listen, you're just going to be insoles. old enough to not care. How about oh, that? I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I asked my kid the other day if I could wear his dino fanny pack. Cause I was like, I need a fanny pack. And I don't want to spend any money. <laughs> Ashley, oh it's gosh. true. You know, it's true. Oh, wow. I mean, I have to, I draw the line at fanny packs anyway. I don't care if it's Gucci. I don't care if it's well, whatever. it didn't fit. So it's not going to work, but yeah, yeah but like, I'm, and then I'm I, not doing a fanny pack. I did I, that in the eighties. I, at the theme parks. I'm not doing it now. I it's feel done. Like I've seen some picture evidence of you in a fanny pack. Me in a fanny pack? Girl, you ain't never seen me. No, no. You've never seen me in a fanny pack. It was you at a New Kids on the Block concert. Was that not a fanny pack? No, that was a red belt. You ain't seen me in no fanny pack. I just remember the midsection Uh -uh. had something to show for. No, no. You won't catch Ashley Abercrombie or Ashley Dodson. That's pre Abercrombie (laughs) in no fanny pack. Okay. No neon business. I've never owned one. Not even in in the 80s or 90s that I owned one. I'm proud of us. Look at us winning. I'm proud of us. I am doing one of my not favorite things. Don't judge me, people. But today when this airs, I will be in Disneyland with my children. The things we do for our kids, right, Ashley? And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't have a diaper bag anymore. So this is my first year of like, oh, wow, I need to have something to carry all the stuff that, you know, hand sanitizer, extra masks, wet wipes, that kind of thing. Totally. Yep. And so that's why I was trying to see if my kid's fanny pack would Mm-mm, girl, just but guess a what? When fanny packs are made for seven-year-olds, they probably don't fit grown women. And I discovered yes. that. So yeah, but, but the backpack that I am wearing is, has dinos on it. So just, <laughs> wow. Wait, do you guys not have an adult backpack in your house? We do. We have a leather black one. Okay. Um, there you go. But, but it's, it's not Disneyland appropriate. Uh, it's, it's, I I'm just, I'm a sweaty girl and the leather against my back <laughs> for that long of a day when you're walking around for 10 hours, it's just not a great mix. So no, that's we're going, fair. we're going dino friendly here. There it's it is. A little, and it's kid size is a little smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five, two, you guys five, two. So we just mm-hmm. got to remember that some of those smaller things fit me a little better, but totally that makes anyway. sense. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's that. Okay. What about you? Do you have any shoe wear where you're like, no, this you got, you feel like you found something that is just like your thing. 
I don't think so. I feel like post COVID I'm in Chuck Taylor's or some type of sandal. Like I have 1 million sandals. It's part of the reason I love being back on the West coast is because socks. you can wear sandals in January, you know, like, so I feel like I hardly ever wear sneakers and even I work out at home because I have a mirror here. And so that doesn't require shoes either. Oh, um, nice. So I feel like I don't really wear shoes. I wear a lot of sandals, like I said, but not really shoes. Other than my chucks, that's all I got. And I like them. I like chucks. Okay. Real talk. I really enjoy working out without shoes on. Yeah. I I don't do a lot of things that require shoes when it comes to working out. So I Maybe that's that. why I like bars so much because I'm just in socks. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love it. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. I feel like it's really great. It's good stuff. And I just started this new show on Netflix, which is intense. It, it needs like a DV, a d- domestic violence trigger warning, but I started reading the book made. And so then I, um, and it actually takes place in Washington. Oh, oh wow. Um, and it's a true story about oh a young woman who's, you know, in a very desperate situation and she ends up becoming a maid to provide for her almost three-year-old daughter. And it's their story of kind of pulling themselves out of poverty And it is so good. You guys, the first episode is so hard. So just know that it's tough to get through. I had a lot of tears, but I loved it. And then the second episode, I was laughing and crying. So (laughs) it's, it's been really good. So I feel like that's been a favorite show this week that I'm really enjoying as I read the book as well. So that's been good. I feel like human interest stories or things that are not remotely serious. That's all I can really stomach when it comes to favorite things that I'm listening or watching. And my other favorite thing is I love being off social media. You guys, like I love it. I seriously am considering never going back. I don't know if I'll be able to do that or if, if that will stick at through the end of the year. Cause I'm going to stay off through the end of the year, but I've really enjoyed just being present. Like I was sitting in my car the other day and usually I would be checking an email or doing something or responding to a comment or whatever. And then I just was sitting there and the, the music in the car was making my water shake. Like the water was moving and I noticed it. And I was like, man, how long has it been since I was present enough to notice something so small? And I feel like that's one of the beautiful lessons. And one of my favorite things this season is actually just stopping to be present and stopping to engage with the world around me. And, you know, Mary Oliver talks about this, like to, to pay attention is your fearless and endless work. And I feel Mm. like that's um, been such a gift, just being off social and not being involved in people's drama and also not getting attacked by Christians. I very much enjoyed that (laughs) because that is about 20% of my online time. And so I feel like that's been wonderful as well. So anywho, it's been nice. I encourage a digital break sometime this fall. I mean, this winter, if you guys can, maybe it's the time between Christmas and new year's where you just take a break and get your head out of the, out of the phone and out of the echo chambers and out of the algorithm. Just pull up for a minute. I think that that would be good for America's mental health and outside of America as well. But clearly those who are watching from the outside recognize that um, we have special American problems. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. This is, this is interesting that you say this today. So last night I stumbled upon this article that said uh, it was about all the celebrities who don't have social media. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them are millennials. And uh, there was a particular quote by Scarlett Johansson that stuck out to me because she doesn't have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything. And she said, I can't think of anything I hate more than sharing details of my life with the world. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I was like, oh man, that is really, that does ring true. Like the, just the, 
Also, if for those of you who are content creators, it, it's, you're like, why am I giving away everything for free? That's what Tina totally. said. She's like, um, yeah, that's you am. didn't pay for this. Forget no, forget it. it. Yeah. Yep. Um, why am I giving away all my jokes for free? No, that's not how the world works. So totally. it was just a reminder of like, wow, the things we are, we subject ourselves to that somebody else is benefiting from is pretty yep. ridiculous. So I agree. It reminded me actually getting off reminded me of sometimes in the past where I've had to restructure my life in ministry. And I know this won't resonate with everyone, but I feel like there have been times where I realized, man, I am giving so much and it is helping so many other people, but it is actually not helping me. And not that I want to become a person who doesn't sacrifice and give and live oh, generously, yeah, no, like no, of course, yeah. but it reminds me of that where you suddenly feel people's expectations for you to show up in a certain way or to mm-hmm. give them things. And, you know, it's like, I just, as much as I want to keep serving and I'm sure I will, I don't know. I think we've kind of inherited, maybe it also comes from the publishing world, but you kind of inherit this way of doing things that is supposed to do whatever it's supposed to do. And I just think this is trash and I want to blow up the whole thing and figure out like, what is actually good for, for me? What's good for the community that I'm a part of? What's good for my kids? What's good for my heart? What's good for my soul? And, and how do I want to show up in this space? And I think that that's just been a good, thoughtful, reflective time. And as well, I think many people show up with outrage, right? Like (laughs) and your, your algorithm gets fed to you a certain way or you, you know, you realize like, oh my gosh, suddenly I'm in this far right camp that I didn't mean to be in. And the only thing I watch is Prager or the flip side, you know, you're like CNN knows exactly what's going on. And I'm going to let them dominate all of my thoughts and mind about everything or particular preachers or particular pundits. Like Mm -hmm. we just kind of get locked into, or these particular influencers, like if you're not careful, then everybody else is telling you how to think without even realizing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I've tried to always remain conscious of that, but I feel like pulling out of it, it's also made me aware of how everyone else is stuck in that. (laughs) I just think, what, what are we doing? What are we giving our life to? And what are we giving our time and energy to? And how is that actually impacting us on a day-to-day basis? And I'm, you know, I didn't mean to turn this favorite things episode into something so deep, but I really do feel like because favorite things has been being off the internet. What does that mean for all of us? And what is this really doing to our brains? <laughs> I love it. Um, this made me think of uh, two things. A friend said this weekend, um, we need less pyramids and more circles that Absolutely. versus us at the top and everybody's watching or yes. we build these, you know, vertical ways of leading people and everything's top down. There's no, uh, everything's transactional. It's not relational, but then circles, mm-hmm. everyone's looking at each other and everyone's engaging each other. And we're doing life together and we're walking mm-hmm. with one another. And I, that's where the life is. That yes. is where the life is. And you um, just can't do that on the internet. Like really it's can't. not built to do that. You know, nope. um, it nope. really isn't. Nope. And the other thing it made me think of is for those, we, um, for those of you who listened to our episode last week, my family ended up getting sick and we didn't get to fulfill any of our um, Thanksgiving commitments. So we were home and had, uh, we had some steak tacos. It was real, real great. Um, <laughs> but uh, we don't let our kids watch a ton of TV, but we, they were homesick and it was raining like cats and dogs outside. And we were just trying to fill time because we had, you know, five days, all of us home together. And we watched the Mysterious Benedict Society on Disney. It's a kid's show, uh, great for parents as well. And it was something we could all engage with. But basically, it was people who were consumed by whether if it was radio or TV, and, and it and it led to this mind control. And I know we're late to the party. It's been out for like a year. But um, it was just such a powerful 
uh, examination of society and how mm. we let people influence us mm. and eat subtly, overtly. It was yes. just, it really spoke to me and just uh, what, what we get from that, what we're teaching our children. And at one point, this little girl's like, I don't even know what made me go do this. Um, right. And it was buying this blue beret. That was this one of the subliminal messages that was sent. But um, anyway, it really, we really are so deeply affected. And, and yeah, uh, I are. echo, I, I think I'm a little bit more like, I mean, uh, disillusioned is probably the great word to describe me right now with all things sure. internet and media. I'm like, I'm so over all of this. Like, totally. Again, even just outrage is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And, and people in your DMs and your comments being ooh, outraged at you. It's like, yes. I don't have the, nobody talks to me like this. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying to you? Where do you get off? And if we yeah. were in the street, we would probably fight. And I don't think you'd win. So that's why I'm like, what is wrong with people, mm -hmm. Tiffany? Mm -hmm. You know, what, mm -hmm. how, how do we think that it's cool to talk this way to others? It's baffling to me. It's wild. It is Girl, wild. It is wild. It's wild. Also, it's I just wild. downloaded the audiobook um, cultish. Did you tell me about <gasps> this book? No, but I'm already in. Tell me more. Yeah. So it's basically, you know, this gal kind of historically examines cults and cult language specifically. And then she transitions into how social media and other media entities are using the language of cults to sort of sway people to a certain thing. And so I'm very interested. I haven't read it yet, so I can't give you any like comments, but I'm going to listen to it on Audible and I'll report back. But I, I've just been similar to you, Tiffany, that, that has really been resonating so deeply with me. And I think we've been talking about this for a long time anyway, but I do feel like Maybe this thing is at a tipping point where we're yeah, all like, what, yeah, what is actually going point. on here? Like we're losing relationships. We're fighting with people that we love. We are, you know, loving division more than we're loving cultivating community. We are loving telling people what we're against rather than what we're for. And I just feel like all of this is doing something very destructive to people and therefore communities and families. And so I just feel like ugh, I'm trying to learn everything I possibly can about this. <laughs> and just going back to that, what, what do cults do? They play on our primal desire for belonging. Of course. Our primal desire to be seen and be a of part course. of something and be known for something and, yes. and be a part of something that matters that's bigger than us. So you realize and you can see how that just, um, it, it you know, scratches an itch that, that we all have from yes. birth. For sure. Ooh, it can get that's some choppy waters right there. It can get real choppy. Well, so true. Oh, uh, y'all, thanks for joining us for favorite things. You got some, you got some head scratchers, you got some things to mull on, some things to consider. Maybe you got a little convicted listening to this episode. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But you also know some favorite things. And if if y'all need to go get some some candles, I hope I'm I mean it Please, though, for your mental health. It. There, there's a reason. Dr. Caroline Leaf often says light a candle, meditate. She, she often posts about the benefits of lighting candles as well. I so love that. There you go. There. And seriously, you guys reach out to us and tell us what are your favorite things? What are we missing? What did you disagree with? What do you enjoy? We'd love to know and hear from you about your favorite things so we can add them to our list as well. Thank yes, you guys yes, for joining yes. us every week and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.